Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Family Geekery podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Danny. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about some crafts. But before that, let's talk about our weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody do anything fun this week? Um, I bought something kind of cool today. Or not today, but the past couple days. Um, I went to the mall and I went to box lunch. You know, every time you go to the mall, you have to go into the box lunch if they've got one. And, um, you know, I I wasn't really planning on buying anything just because I'd been to a box lunch somewhat recently also. So wasn't anything that caught my eye until I like went to checkout and near the checkout area was a world's smallest dual decks of Magic the Gathering, um, and I don't know if you guys know the the brand World Smallest, but they've got like World Smallest Etch a Sketch and stuff like that. So I, you know, picked them up and looked at them and saw that they were fully functional decks of just teeny tiny cards. Like and how many so cards in each deck? Sixty cards, you know. Holy moly! Standard pre-made nickel bolus versus a Johnny dual deck. Um, so two completely functional decks that, you know, were crafted to play against each other and just teeny tiny form. So like how big are the cards? Oh, I'm a horrible judge of scale. Um, like thumbnail. No, no, maybe two inches tall, um, two and a half inches tall. So probably half the size of a regular playing card. Um, but super silly, um, kind of hard to read. You have to hold them real close to your eyes. Um, and then some of the cards, you know, in Magic, there are some cards that have two spells on one card, kind of, and they're sideways. And so I saw a couple of those, and they were even tinier, you know, the wording on that. So pretty silly, but um, a, a cool buy. Very neat. How about you, Danny? Anything? Nothing new for me this week. And for me, last week we talked about how I was reading Ready Player Two. And I'm almost done with it. Like one or two chapters left. So I'm looking forward to finishing that off. It's a real good story so far. And other than that, we uh, we played a little bit more Stray. So we're in our second playthrough session amber and i we've got six episodes up on the youtube and we've got another couple hours recorded that i got it cut up and we'll get those uploaded as soon as i can but it's a really really fun game so far yeah we're getting we're getting to the meat of the story the part that requires some skill we're making things happen but yeah cool so this episode we're going to talk about crafts which can be a geeky, nerdy thing. And depending on what kind of crafts you do, you can do crafts that are specifically geeky, nerdy. Or, if you're like me, you could be considered geeky or nerdy because you did crafts. And I grew up in a house where we were encouraged to create. Like, that's where I taught you girls the the balance between creating and consuming you don't want to just be a consumer and just watch youtuber or watch movies or look at stuff 
you want to create too. You got to balance that. And if you remember several summers, I would like quiz you guys when I get home from work. Like, what did you do today that was creative? And I always thought that was very important. And that's because that was instilled to me as, as a kid. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite crafts or just some silly things that we did that were craft related. And uh, who wants who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Danny. Talk about some crafts. So one of the ones that I enjoyed a lot was cross-stitch. And there's a lot of, like, pre-made packages of cross-stitch, like of flowers or kittens or anything like that. But I realized that instead of buying one of those, you can just make one of your own. You just Google a picture of a pixel art because cross-stitch is just made up of a bunch of squares. And so I did that and I decided, well, my sister's birthday is coming up, so might as well do something nice for her, I guess. So <laughs> went to, <laughs> I went to our craft store and I bought some of like the blank cross-stitch pages or whatever they're called. <laughs> whatever they're called. Canvas, cloth. Yeah. And cloth. one of those circle things that keeps it straight. And I decided, well, she likes Deadpool. So I Googled up a pixel chibi kind of Deadpool. And I picked out some colors. And I did it and gave it to her for her birthday. And it was really cute. Really cute. I have Good it job. somewhere. I have it somewhere. I wouldn't throw it away. Um, but yeah, I think around that same time, I was also into some cross stitch and I remember I made, um, I was really into supernatural cause it was probably middle school or early high school. So I was watching some supernatural and I found a pixel art of the, um, I don't know, whatever logo they have. It's been years since I watched the show, but they have like a tattoo of like a pentagram with flames coming off of it or something. So I figured I'd make that and I almost finished it. I think um, it was pretty tedious, but it was pretty fun and a way to do something over the summer. <laughs> cool. What else, Danny? A big thing that I also did was we actually uh, all of us did it was perler beads and if you've been to a craft store they usually have a bitty pretty big section and there's a lot of little packs like you can get like animal pack and it'll come with all like the dog colors or you can just get a pack of like rainbow colors and with the same thing I said before like they have pre-made packs and you can make the ones that they have a design of, but I like to be a little bit more creative and find my own. So what we did was we bought like big jumbo packs of like rainbow ones. And probably the tedious part of that was sorting all the colors. <laughs> oh, that's forever. The light pink and the lighter pink you couldn't <laughs> really tell the difference. And yeah, so that was the tedious part of it. But once they're all sorted, it's actually kind of fun. And we would also look up 
pixel art images and we'd make them. And we actually did like, um, dad found like a way because like the little plastic trays that you'd make them on, they would sometimes melt when you would iron, iron them. So we found a way that you could like tape your created image and then like flip it over very, very carefully and just iron it on that tape instead of almost ruining your plastic plates. So I thought that was a pretty good idea. Yeah, there's a lot of tricks that we've found on YouTube on how to iron those things, depending on how you wanted them to look when they were done. And yes, it was very, a very tedious and very like anxious moment when you <laughs> went to iron it and flipping it over and hoping that it didn't all fall to pieces. Or if one like went rogue, like every now and then one little bead would go rogue and you'd have to get your tweezers out and get it right back in there. But yeah, those are a lot of fun. We made a lot of neat stuff, little Game Boys and little chibi characters and all kinds of neat stuff. I managed to make some kind of big ones. Um, you know, we would have the plates that you could, you know, connect to each other so you could make bigger ones. And I made one that is probably my one of my proudest possessions of a big jinx from League of Legends and... You know, it's probably, I don't know, seven or eight inches tall. And it's it's pretty simple, but she's got her arms sticking out. And I just remember feeling so stressed at that skinny arm sticking out. Like, because <laughs> she's, <laughs> so she's pointing a gun. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've got it on my nightstand and I, I keep it with me. And it's I remember having so much fun making it. Yeah, I actually scrolled on tiktok the other day i found this this tiktoker and they actually make these perler beads but they would make such detailed ones like we made like cute little chibi wolverines yeah. and hawkeyes and all those kind of things but they made they probably used like some program that they made an image into a bunch of pixels and then they could use that and it was like celebrity portraits and they were like really big and I'm like that's really impressive I've seen those too and I, I think some of them will you know because you can only make those plates go so big and I think some of them will you know make the image in pieces if it's a mm -hmm. really big one and then iron it to the rest of it somehow like yeah I don't know, they probably have a heat gun for like I don't know targeted heating but it's crazy what some of these people can do. Yep, lots of work on those. What else? Another thing I've done recently was, well, I've kind of done it the past couple summers because um, they're a big trend in the summertime. They're like friendship bracelet making and basically you use embroidery floss, kind of the same thing you use for cross stitch, but you basically tie a bunch of knots with this thread and it makes a bracelet and before I was doing like simpler ones just like just regular they're called candy stripe which is just lines of different colors and chevron but this summer actually there's a type of bracelet they're called alphas and instead of making like a design it's 
almost like an image or something like that. So you can use um, pixel images for these two. And so I made a little mini group keychain. And I also made like a cow sunflower bracelet. And basically each knot of the bracelet is like a pixel. So you just do rows and rows. And it takes quite a few hours for them because it is tying mini knots and adding colors and switching colors. But it, it turns out really cool. Yeah, they really look nice. They're pretty impressive what you can do with that little thread. All right. How about you, Amber? Talk about some of your memories of doing some crafts. Yeah, so I've touched on, you know, some of my crafts that you guys have done. You know, perler beads, you guys kind of did mostly. And I just was like, hey, give me these colors. I want to make something and <laughs> had you iron it. Um, but one thing that I've been doing for years is crocheting. And um, I learned how to crochet in middle school because my best friend's mom did it and taught my friend. And so she taught me. And so I just, you know, for a couple of years, I was, you know, making a blanket, you know, and that's the only thing I knew how to do was I know one knot or one stitch and I know how to do it a bunch of times. Um, and I was, I was just kind of winging it, you know, touching on it every, every now and then adding a couple rows, you know, watching TV. But then, um, when the pandemic started, I, you know, had this yarn and, you know, I just wanted to do something with it. And I realized that you could make what's called amigurumis, which are little plushies um, that are crocheted. So, you know, Among Us was really big um, one fall and winter period. So I made an Among Us amigurumi. And, you know, that was kind of the, the thing that I decided. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And so I made it as a gift and then decided that I wanted some stuff too. you know, got to make some stuff for myself. <laughs> and um, I've made all kinds of little critters and it's it's really fun. You know, I, you can buy little eyeballs that you can stick in and you can, you can make them as big as you want. Um, you know, you can really adjust the the patterns, you know, you can find patterns online a lot of free ones, but some people sell them and it's pretty cheap to buy a pattern. Um, but one thing that I made was a Vaporeon plushie and it is adorable. It is tiny, but got a big head and it's pretty cute. And that's been one of my favorite hobbies to pick up every time I'm watching something. <laughs> Just go ahead and, and crochet. Neat. Yeah, you've made some really neat stuff. And another thing that I've done recently was, um, you know, after getting into magic cards, um, I wanted to know, you know, what can I do with my boyfriend's excess of magic cards? Because he wanted to do something with them. And I was like, earrings, let's make some earrings. So, you know, I, I've, I've made earrings briefly in the past. Um, but, you know, this was kind of cool. We found some cards and, you know, I bought some some earring hinges, hooks, I don't know, and some um, wire pliers and 
Um, basically, what we did was we found some cards and um, with a paint marker, painted the black or painted the back black so that um, whatever part of the card um, was like cut out, you know, matched the other side because it wasn't just some portion of the back of the Magic the Gathering logo. Um, so painted the back black and Mod Podge the whole thing to give it some strength and some extra thickness and then punched a hole through it and, you know, put some jewelry um, rings on it and made it into earrings. And I made a couple pairs. I've got all the tools. I just need the cards to do it. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty fun. And I've, you know, I've gotten compliments on them. Mostly from people who don't even play Magic, <laughs> but some people who recognize the cards have complimented, and it's it's pretty cool. That's neat, taking something that you like and making something out of it. Yeah. That's what crafting's all about. Especially when you've got so much of one thing and nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other crafting things? Yeah, I guess, um, speaking of Mod Podge... Um, we have decoupaged some comic books in the past. Um, I remember you took us to the, you know, the comic book store and went through the, the cheapo bin, found some, some comics that we wanted and chopped them up. And we, we bought letters. So I got an A and Danny got a D. And we put our decoupage on the letters and made a cool little decoration out of it. Yeah, it's always fun because you'd find the most comic stores have like a dollar bin or several dollar bins. And then sometimes even at Comic-Cons, they'll be even cheaper than that. They'll be like 20 for $10 or something. So you just find a whole bunch that you like, cut them up, paste them onto something. Want some kind of flat surface. And it, it those came out really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they've held up like mine still on my dresser looks good very cool that's something i want to do with magic cards at some point i don't know what and i don't know when but it'll happen <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna go through some crafts and i'm sure i'll jog your guys memories so jump in at any point and and join me in this journey here but like i said i grew up in a, a household where my mom actually had a craft business like she had a craft store and at, at one point she had a store that in the, the whole front part was kind of like a consignment shop where several people would bring their, their crafts to sell. And the whole back area was like a big party room and she would have parties for, you know, birthday parties where kids could come there and, and do a craft or something. So I'm sure at some point I was solicited to help out with that, whether it was a painting party or something. <laughs> so having that kind of resource, uh, my mom was always influencing me to create stuff in an effort to not be bored. You know, I was one of those typical kids that if, if I was sitting for more than two seconds, I'd, I'd start yelling, mom, I'm bored. And, and she didn't want to hear that. So she would create things for me to do. And sometimes they were organized, like, like you'd talked about, like a, a pre-built pack of cross stitch that you buy and it's already got the fabric it's already got all the right colors and everything 
And sometimes it's just, hey, take this, 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 and this, and make something out of it. And I really appreciate that. Um, I, I guess it's probably not common for a, a little kid, you know, a boy to do cross-stitch. And I did some macrame, which if, if you haven't seen, if you don't know what macrame is, just Google the term 1970s living room and you'll see a rope colored owl hanging up in the living room <laughs> and the owl have bead eyes and it's all made out of like hemp rope, like a natural rope oh. that you tie knots in. And I think I made the owl and then a lot of uh, plant holders. Yeah. So it was like a, th- a three strung uh, plant holder that you'd hang outside and put a pot in. So we did macrame. Um, I did the, the type of cross stitch that you use plastic mesh instead of like fabric and you use a yarn instead of a thread. And I love doing that. You can make all kinds of stuff with that. And that's even more like pixel friendly because the, the crosses, the X's end up being bigger. Um, I know for a while my mom was selling rainbow, uh, hair barrettes. And it was basically if, if you know that plastic mesh stuff, that it's usually like a big square or a big rectangle, but they had circles also. So you take one of the circles and you cut it in half and then you have a semicircle, right? And the, and the mesh goes in arcs around that, not like perfect squares. So you've got arcs that go around and then you cut out a little hole in the center and you basically got a rainbow shape. And then she'd give me what, six or seven different colored laces and you'd weave that all the way around and end up with a rainbow. And then she'd tie a knot at the end, put a couple beads on it. So the beads were dangling off of this thing. I hope you can get a good mental picture of what I'm, what I'm telling you. <laughs> and then she'd glue like a barrette on the back of it. So think about it, a girl with, with her hair pulled back and you put this hair clip thing on with a big plastic, uh, rainbow with beads hanging down and it was actually really cute so uh, i think she was selling those somewhere so i was probably some kind of child labor on that (laughs) Uh, but that was that wasn't the only time i was child labor in that house um i know that you guys have done these also the pot holders yes where you take the square loom she showed us the the cloth like rubber band things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i made a lot of those growing up um i did latch hook you girls did some latch oh, hook. Oh, I like right? latch hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So latch hook, you, you take the little tiny, like two inch pieces of yarn and you do basically like a, a slip knot through some uh, meshy type material and it ends up making uh, a design. Again, very, very pixel friendly. Um, but I, I know I made some of those that once you get finished, my mom would take it and sew a back piece onto it and then stuff it with you know polyfill and make a pillow out of it so i think i had like a a pillow of a raccoon or an owl or something that i made (laughs) here's one that was popular when i was in like elementary school do you guys know what friendship pins are No. no so friendship pin is like a safety pin that you just put tiny little beads on. Oh, I did that in Girl Scouts. <laughs> and then what do you do with them? You just pin them on your shirt. Or like when we were in Girl Scouts, we would 
make a bunch of them and then trade them to other Girl Scout troops and we'd put them all on our vest. Yeah, when when I was growing up, they would go like on your shoelaces. Uh, so people would pin them on their shoelaces. And and you, like you said, you'd, you'd trade one to your friend and that's why they're called friendship pins or friendship beads. So uh, I've probably made a couple of those. Um, let's see. How about plastic lace? You remember playing with plastic lace? And you you would weave it kind of just like the paracord. We made yeah. some paracord oh, bracelets yeah. and stuff. Like the little square keychains. The keychains. Yeah. Like long squares. Yeah, it's like hard plastic lace. Yeah. That you tie in different knots and it can either be cylindrical or it can be square. Yeah, and everybody learned how to make them, but only one person ever knew how to start them. And that was, <laughs> that was, that was the popular person. Them. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you really, on those plastic things, you'd end up with a keychain. I think that's the only real, yeah. like, real functional thing you can make. <laughs> yeah. But the paracord, we did a bunch of stuff with that. Mm-hmm. We made bracelets. You have one on right now? Yeah. That's me, cool. Me and my coworkers had like a craft day. <laughs> We See? brought all of our thread, and one of my coworkers brought his paracord, and we just made bracelets like the whole day, whole shift. Instead of saving lives, that's Save, what you're saving doing. lives too. <laughs> that's, I wouldn't admit that, <laughs> but yeah, we I think we actually bought like a a paracord loom or something like a like a professional holder for it oh, that yeah, I got yeah. probably at Michaels or somewhere, and that made it a little bit easier to start and uh, and keep all the strings straight. So that was a lot of fun. We made a lot of stuff with that. And, and a lot of the stuff is so cheap to do. Uh, let's see. We did, uh, we did some stuff with a cricket machine. I mean, yeah. a cricket machine is, it was, it's typically used by like, let's say moms, you know, <laughs> Disney moms or something. Yeah. <laughs> But if you think about what it is, it was designed for a person like me, like a like a geek like me, because it's basically like a CNC machine. I don't know if you know what a CNC machine is, but a CNC machine is is used to cut wood. Typically, you use a big router or a small router to uh, to either edge cut wood or to engrave something into wood. But this is uh, a cricket machine is just basically a small one that is typically used to cut vinyl or cut cardstock or something like that. So having a, a CNC machine that cuts vinyl and you can do just about anything you imagine. I know that probably the biggest thing we did was for our last Disney trip made the Disney shirts. Like if you go, if you've been to Disney in the last five years, you can just spend all day. It'd be a great drinking game. Spend all day <laughs> like pointing at people and saying, yep, Cricket shirts, cricket shirts, <laughs> cricket shirts it, that, that they either made themselves or bought on Etsy or yeah. they bought the iron-ons on Etsy and just ironed it on their own shirts. And that was, it was a lot of work, you know, because what would we make like 10 shirts for, you know, that we had like a little family reunion there. So 10 yeah. or 11 shirts, uh, it was a lot of work, but we ended up with something that only we had, which is which is pretty darn cool. And plus, you if you go to Disney and decide, hey, let's everybody buy the same shirt, it's going to be like a million dollars. So sometimes, sometimes crafting is a, a, in an effort to save money, 
but sometimes it's just, hey, I want something that I made that nobody else has. And at some point, someone's going to see it and say, hey, that's cool. Where'd you get that? And it's it's just fun to say, hey, I, I made it. Yeah, it's no big deal. You know, <laughs> I, do this, I do this crap all the time. Uh, so the Cricut machine's been fun. It's not something that we use every day, but when we need to uh, cut something or do some precise design, it's just a simple machine to get that done. I think both of you guys, your caps from your cap and gowns, you guys were told to like decorate them. Yeah. So I yeah. know both of you guys used Cricut designs on at least part of them, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Th- it's a nice little machine to uh, to use when you need to. What else? Oh, one one thing that I did a lot as a kid was shrinky dinks. Oh. Now when I when I grew up, you would buy like a box set at the at the store at the craft store or something, and maybe it'd be Scooby Doo or Batman, and it would have three sheets in there with maybe like 10 designs of different characters all in the same theme. And most of the time they're the frosted plastic that you would use colored pencils on. So you'd color them up, you'd cut them out. I think the only practical thing that you'd make out of them was that you'd like get a hole punch through it. And it came with little uh, chains that you can make a keychain out of those little snap chains. And you'd, you'd stick them in the toaster oven shrink them down and and hope they come out right (laughs) (laughs) and i know i i probably did almost all the sets that they sold and then my mom decided hey let's let's just buy some of the shrinky dink plastic i'm like you can do that (laughs) (laughs) and she's like yeah you can do that because she had like craft sources you know wholesalers (laughs) that she could get craft stuff from so she'd buy me like a, a 20 or 50 pack of eight and a half by 11 plastic. And sometimes it was the, the frosted stuff that you use the colored pencils on. And then she had found the clear stuff. And I thought, Oh, this doesn't work. You know, it looks better when it, when it gets done, it looks better, much more vibrant colors. But I'm like, all these colored pencils I got, they don't work on this. And you had to use Sharpies. So I had as a, as a kid, probably the best Sharpie collection of anybody on my block. I don't know if that's like something to brag about, <laughs> <laughs> but this is, this is before, I mean, nowadays you go into the craft store or you go into Walmart, especially at Christmas time, they get that Walmart like stocking stuffer kit. That's got a hundred different colors of Sharpies, you know, for $17. Mm-hmm. I would have gone crazy with that. You know, <laughs> I was, we were buying individual ones at the craft store, you know, with, with my, when the red one would run out, I'd have to go get another red one or something. But I would take this shrink and ink plastic and put it like on a cover of a comic book and trace and color the entire cover of a comic book. And that would take days or weeks. And then you stick it in the oven and you just hope that it doesn't curl up and stick to itself. Mm-hmm. I, I had pretty much perfected the right, temperatures for our ovens growing up to know what it would take to shrink without folding over and sticking to itself um and i made i've 
I had a, a bag full of all the creations I do because sometimes I just trace like one comic character. Sometimes I trace like the title from the from the comic, and sometimes I do the full full covers. And I just had tons of those things growing up. I think you showed us the bag that you had of all your little yeah trinkadines. Oh yeah, it's still yeah we we still started in, doing it a little bit. It's still in the box, one of my boxes of comics. Because I do like the, like I said, the covers. I do maybe just the title, and then I take that and stick it to the outside of the box, so I knew which titles were in that box. <laughs> but yeah, I spent a lot of time doing Shrinky Dinks. Probably kept me out of trouble. <laughs> but yeah, I think this kind of, you know, being able to create something, and it doesn't have to even be good when you're done right it's it's cool when it's it's something that you can show off but sometimes you just make something just for the sake of of making it to know if you can i know i did stuff with with like a we had a wood burner that came with one of my like science kits or something and there's not much practical you can do with a wood burner you know write your name in some balsa wood or something but it was just something to do to to create something out of out of nothing or out of raw materials. And that's that's a skill that I think is important. So you guys going to carry on that tradition and continue to create stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of going to school for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going to art school. You're right. going to have to create something, I think. <laughs> You're not going to consume... Maybe I should go to consume school. <laughs> I'm at the age now. I just want to sit and watch stuff. But yeah, I thought this would be a fun episode. Uh, some, of, some of the creations that we've done have been totally nerdy, like video games and comic book type crafts. But sometimes it, it doesn't have to be nerdy at all. And it's it's still fun. Yeah. Yep. So cool. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. This is episode 21. Did you know our podcast is now old enough to drink? Woo! Seemed like he was just a little kid just the other day. (laughs) That we missed last week was a big milestone, 20th 20th episode. I forgot to to mention that. But we we hope you enjoyed this episode. We want you to send us an email at podcast at familygeekery.com and tell us what kind of crafts that you've done maybe send us a picture of something that you've created something that you're proud of something geeky or something non-geeky and uh, and share that with us and we can share that out on our website but thanks for listening be sure to check out the youtube channel we're throwing a couple videos a week up there now and uh, we want you to check those out but thank you as always for listening And until next time, peace Peace out out. and And geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.